This is the Relic Radio Show, old-time radio entertainment still standing the test of time from RelicRadio.com. Welcome back to the Relic Radio Show. This week's hour of radio drama begins with Authors Playhouse. We'll hear Blood Will Tell, their story from January 22nd, 1945. After that, it's the Spencer Brothers, the January 26th, 1953 episode from Suspense. Author's Playhouse. We come to Arizona, hoping to make a new start. Build up a big cow ranch. He'd be mighty proud to have his own this boy do that in his place. You will try it. Won't you, son? I sure will, Mom. I'll do just like Todd want me to. Belle Hawes, pioneer woman surveyed this new country of opportunity. And then she looked at her son, Jim, with troubled eyes. For the boy had something even bigger than the West to lick. Tonight, Author's Playhouse brings you a colorful picture of early days in the Southwest. Ray Nofziger's unforgettable story of a pioneer mother and son who braved the dangers of this last frontier. Blood will tell. grass over yonder so high. Some have us as well and I belly deep in it, Mom. Oh, it's good grass, son. Almost as good as what we left behind us back in Texas. Then why can't we stop and start our spread right here, Mom? Because this don't belong to us. Place your pa picked out for his ranch and he come out here last winter is further west. Even past Fort Kirtman a little bit, way up in the mountains. Is it pretty, Mom? Well, I never laid eyes on it myself, but your pa says the homestead defile is come across the canyon mouth. And the prettiest little creek runs right down the middle of the canyon. Why don't Pa hurry and get back? He's been gone three days now. Well, he's got business to tend to, son. Maybe we'd better camp here and wait for him. Mag's sore hoof ain't getting no better and won't hurt an underrest. This little bench is as likely spot as I've seen. Patches could sneak up on us mighty slick through them clumps of sacaton and bear grass. Oh, we don't need to be afeard, son. Soldiers got the patches all on the reservations and plumb quieted down now. You reckon Paul be back tonight, Mom? I hope so. Listen. Hand me that rifle, son. Here it is. They're white men, Mom. Two of them. This is Arizona, and they don't pay to take no chances. It's fair enough, strangers. I got you covered. We're friends, ma'am. We got something to tell you. Alone. This is my son. 
You mean you don't want to hear him, have him hear what you got to tell? That's where it stands, ma'am. Son, you better get out and loose herd them heifers. They won't stray from that grass, Mom. Do like I say now, please. Will you be all right? I'll be all right. You sure? Sure. Please go. I heard him, Mom. He's gone, Spot. Yippee, yippee! Now you can come closer. We're certain sure you're the lady we're looking for, ma'am. Uh, your husband, ma'am, was he a tall, black-headed, good-looking sort of hombre? That's him. Well, I... I hate to tell it to you, ma'am, but... But he got caught up with. He was riding with a bad outfit. We missed a bunch of horses over near Lordsburg in New Mexico Territory, and this morning we come up on the men that taken them off. They was camped near Bill Utter's ranch. And there was nothing we could do but what we done, ma'am. Your husband vowed we might locate you hereabouts, and he asked us to let you know what happened to him. Maybe you'd have wanted to speak with him first, but... Well, some of the boys was in a hurry to get back. I spoke to him a heap of times. Never done no good. You can get him, ma'am, if you drive over to Bill Utter's ranch. You'll find a wagon road just over the ridge leading southwest. Well, I'll go fetch him. You might like to know, ma'am. He's taking it mighty easy. That's right, ma'am. He was as likable an hombre as ever we seen. And nervy, too. Joked and laughed and smoked a cigarette just before we... before the end. He had courage. He wasn't afraid of nothing. Dying, least of all, I reckon. Well, I reckon we'd better be a-getting. I... I'm sorry, ma'am. It's all right. What we done, we had to do, ma'am. When a man steals a horse... I know, we... I ain't blaming you none. If there's anything we can do to help you and the boy, ma'am, we... can we... fend for ourselves, thank you, just the same. Here comes the boy. You better go now. I, I got my own way of telling him what happened. I reckon you're right, ma'am. Well, adios. Adios, ma'am. What do they say, Mom? Get off and sit, son. I, I got something to tell you. Stand still, Spot. Do they know we're poised? Yes. Son, the patches have busted out, burning and killing. And some folks wanted your pa to go help fight them. I'll bet he done it. Yes. Yes, he done it. Arizona, every man's got to volunteer and go out and fight whenever the patches is off the reservation. Son, son, your pa was killed fighting them. He won't never be coming back to us no more. Alive. Oh, Mom. You had a brave pa. He died to save us and other people in Arizona from being massacred by them murdering patches. Them two men told me that your pa died the, the bravest of all them that was that got killed. Did he shoot any engines? I reckon he shot his share of them. Them skulking patches is hard to kill, but... Your pa was a fighter and a mighty fine shot. There wasn't anybody could come near him with a rifle. I'd like to run into that outfit of Apache sometime. I'd... Oh, Mom. Don't take it so hard, son. 
In a little bit, I'll be driving over to bring your Paul back here. We'll dig a grave for him. Here in the place where we got the word that he got killed. I'll go with you, Mom. No. No. You better stay here and loose herd the cattle. You got to be the man of the family now. Don't you be too sorrowful. Because your pa, he died the way a brave man ought to die. All his life, he was a respected man, honest man. Always remember that. And remember this. What's yours is yours. And what somebody else's is theirs. And you got no right to it. I'll remember, Mom. Your pa come from high up folk. Educated, too. Not like me, who can't read or write. Yes, they was mighty fine people. It'll be easy for you, son. Just remember that. Because blood will tell. It, it ain't a very deep grave, Mom. No, but it's the best we can do with what we got. I wish we had somebody here that could read from this Bible book. I blame myself that I can't. You know, where there's a regular funeral, there's a preacher that prays, preaches a sort of sermon, tells how well-liked and respected the person he's preaching over was in the community. I wish we had us a preacher man, Mom. You and me, son, we don't need no preacher. No, not to tell us them things about you, Paul. We know that he give up his life for us and all the other folks that settle in this Arizona territory. We know he couldn't do no less because he was a horse. And all of the men of the horse families, gentlemen's son. I'd do the same, Mom. Of course you would, because you're a horse, too. Now, if you'd had some other Paul than Jim Hawes, you might incline to a heap of bad things. Might turn out ornery and shiftless and start to drink and gamble. And to get money to gamble with, you'd maybe, maybe you'd even steal. You don't need to worry about none of that ever coming out in you, son. I'm going to be just as good and brave as him, Mom. Yes, I'm satisfied of that. You know, you're pulling me. We come to Arizona hoping to make a new start. Build up a big cow ranch. He'd be mighty proud to have his only boy do that in his place. Now that he's gone. You will try it. Won't you, Sophie? I sure will, Mom. I'll do just like Pod want me to. Oh, I know you would. Well, uh, we got to move on tomorrow, I reckon. Your pa, he wouldn't want us to stop short of the place that he picked out himself. We'll go there, son. And it'll be the same, almost, as if your pa was with us. It's just like Pa said it was, ain't it? Yeah, just like I pictured my mind. 
plenty of good grazing for the critters in the flat deep in the canyon and the creek there, the prettiest I reckon I ever laid my eyes on. We'll call it the J.H. Ranch, Mom. We'll name it after Pa. J.H. for Jim Hawes. And after you, too. Don't never forget your Jim Hawes, Jr. Oh, I won't, Mom. We can build us a big house to live in right here by the creek. There's a whole stand of pines up the canyon. I can cut a lot of logs and snake them down with old Mag and Jake. Yeah, but you want to be careful not to cut your foot with that axe. Oh, I'll be careful, Mom. If something was to happen to me, I don't reckon you'd be able to manage without no man around. We've been here now on our ranch for six months. And between what you hunted and washing I've been able to do at the fort for flour and salt, you know, we've just made out right good. We'll make out better next year, Mom. We got a good calf crop, and I'll ride close herd on them this winter so the wolves won't get them. Well, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, special-like. You know, there's something that I'll always feel ashamed for. Let's not being able to read out of the Bible over your pole. You needn't feel no shame for that, Mom. Well, I do, just the same. Now, it's a right smart trip to the fort school, but not for a boy that can ride like you. When you're a broad man and you should get to be a long ways off from home, I'd admire to get letters from you in your own writing. I could get somebody to read them to me. Them critters need looking after every day. And I would never leave you, Mom. Oh, but you can't tell, son. Likely be times when you just got to be away. Maybe off fighting patches like your pa. And if over and above reading and writing, you used to learn ciphering, why, it'd come in handy whenever you had a bunch of cattle to sell. Buyers, knowing that you wasn't able to figure, might take advantage of you. Won't it cost a heap of money, Mom? For books and slates and pencils? Well, long as them officers down the fort like to wear their linen clean, huh? Reckon we won't have no trouble managing, son? I hate school, Mom. Oh, sure, now. Seven months of reading and writing like you got behind you now. Ain't hard to get in your feet wet. <laughs> Say, son... How come that big Durham bull of Colonel Waring's up in the canyon with our cattle? Now, we got to drive him right back down in the valley. Them calves we got last year in this, Mom, they're wind just like they're Mexican cows. You could not expect them to be nothing else. That still don't explain how Colonel Waring's bull strayed to fur. Well, he's got so many bulls. One more or less ain't going to make no difference to him. I, um... Well, I driven up the canyon. It, it ain't like we were stealing the critter. No, no, it ain't stealing, exactly. But if you studied out like your pa would, keeping that bull with our cows about the nice thing there is for stealing. Now, the colonel paid big money for that dome. Maybe, maybe you might ride over and arrange to make a trade with him for a good bull calf. You reckon maybe he'd... Well, I don't know, son, but I just talked to him right out and tell him that you was fixing to keep his bull up in the canyon. But you turned it over in your mind, and being the son of Jim Hawes, you reckoned it wouldn't be honest. Well, 
been to Livingston. Don't tell me you've been all the way over to Colonel Williams and back in this little bit. Yes, ma'am. Mom, the colonel was going to give me a good calf for a reward for bringing back his bull. But I told him, out, like you said, that I'd driven him up the canyon, a purpose. And what did he say then? He just laughed fit the bust. And he told me I could go over where his roundup wagon's working, over on Cherry Creek, and pick out two of his young Durham bulls. And we can pay for them with some steers next fall. Well, I think you've done a smart job of trading, son. <laughs> you know, I think you'll own maybe half of this mountain someday. I'm planning to own the whole mountain, Mom. Colonel Waring, he can have the valley. Well, men folks see ahead further than women do. Now, me, I'd be satisfied with just a small ranch. But the son of Jim Hall's, he'll never stop short of a big outfit. Ah, it's the blood in a man that tells. <laughs> Seems to be the trouble, ma'am. My horse. He stepped in a prairie dog hole and threw me. Are you hurt, ma'am? No. Not much, anyway. When I saw the dust your horse was kicking up, I thought at first you might be an Apache. No, I'm Jim Hawes. My mom and me, we own the J-8 spread up the mountain at the mouth of the canyon. I'm Elise Kinneman. My father's Captain Kinneman. He's retired from the Army, and we have a ranch over beyond Cherry Creek. We just moved in a month ago. Yes, and I watched him build a house. Someday I'm going to build one just like yours for my mom. Isn't your father living? No. No, he was killed fighting patches while we was coming out here from Texas. That was six years back. And you and your mother came out anyway and established your ranch? Yes, sir. Drive out a hundred head of Sonora Longhorns, but we made a trade with Colonel Waring for some Durham stock. And now we most got all the fresh pop and strain bread out, and now we got 500 head. But you couldn't have been anything more than a boy. I was 12. I'm 18 now. I'm 17. Do you go to the fort school? Yes, ma'am. Do you, uh, I mean, uh, well, you'll be going as soon as school starts again? I'd like to, but the captain says I've got to go to finishing school back in the east. He's quite determined to make a lady out of me. Oh. But I'll spend all of my vacations out here. And you can come to see me. And we can take rides together. Yes, ma'am. Well, I... <laughs> Better be getting you back to your ranch or your pa'll be worrying about what's happened to you. Especially if he sees your horse come in without you. Can your horse carry us both? Oh, yes, ma'am. Peter ain't so young as he used to be once, but he can still carry double. Anybody home at the JH? Well, Colonel Wayne, come on in and say it. <laughs> I declare I ain't seen you in a month of Sundays. Oh, thank you, Mrs. Hawes. I, I expect it'll be cooler right here in the gallery. Well, can I make you a cup of coffee, Colonel? No, no, thank you. Um, things haven't been so good with you this past year, have they, Mrs. Hawes? Why, I wouldn't go so far as to say that, Colonel. Well, never mind, I... I know they haven't. Uh, how old is young Jim now? He's just turned 21, Colonel. Man in years now. Though the Lord knows he's been a man in everything else since his Paul got killed. Uh, that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Mrs. Hawes. You see, I knew Jim Hawes 
Your husband, back in Texas before he married you. Oh, no. I knew him very well. I even know how he died. Oh, Colonel Warren, you will tell him. Promise me you won't tell him. He thinks his paw was killed fighting patches. And if he was to learn the truth that, that his paw was hung for a horse thief, I, I'd die. Think what it would do to him, Colonel Waring. Well, Mrs. Hawes, <laughs> surely you don't think that I'd be the means of him learning something that's best hidden. Well, I, I didn't think so, Colonel Waring. I, I really didn't think so. Well, I wouldn't bring it up now. Only I... I think there are some things you should be told. I know how Jim's been neglecting the ranch. You know that, too. But do you know he's been running around with a wild gang that hangs around the saloons off the military reservation? Yes, yes, I know. He's high-spirited like his pole. I've fought it, Colonel Warren. I've fought it every waking minute of the day. I've, I've tried to rear him right. I, well, I was even hoping that son and Elise Kinneman might get married as soon as she finishes school next year. Well, there's nothing to stop her. Nothing that I can see. So far, Jim hasn't gotten into any real trouble. He, he's been in a fight or two with the soldiers from the fort, but he hasn't done anything criminal. And he's been drinking and gambling, too. And that can lead to anything. He's Jim Hall's son, Colonel Warren, and the urge is there. It's my fault. There's something I should have done when I first seen this wildness coming on him. Well, ain't you going to ask me where I've been? No, son. You're a man grown now. Where you go and what you do is your own business. I greased up the old wagon today. You know the one we come to Arizona in? I got to thinking that we ain't been down to your pa's grave for a long time. You can't hardly make out the mountain no more, Mom. It's been more than nine years since we laid your pa to rest here on this bench. I got to thinking, son, that it might be a good time to come down here again. I got to thinking it might hurt your pa if he knowed that the company his only son was a keeping. You. You know I ain't been doing right. Yes. I ain't never tried to keep you tied to my apron string, son. It's natural for a man coat to. Run to the end of the picket rope. But there's things the son of Jim Hawes can't do. Low down things. And I was hoping that if we come to see your Paul's grave again, you might recollect that he gave his life to make it safe for us to live in Arizona. Why don't you never ask me to behave myself, Mom, when it makes you feel bad when I don't? I ain't got the right, son. Be like asking you to pay a debt you don't owe. Whatever you do, you'll always be my boss. If you ever do anything wrong, I know that it's only because I failed. 
He wasn't able to take the place of your pa. You don't need to worry no more, Mom. Jim, my boy. Come on in and I'll call Elise. Uh, not, not yet, Captain Kinnaman. I, I want to tell you something that might come out later. If I knowed it would, or if I knowed it wouldn't, it wouldn't make no difference to me now. Because it's the truth. Well, sit down. Uh, what is it, Jim? It's about my paw. He was a no-account, Captain. When we come to Arizona from Texas, he left Mom and me to travel in here alone with a bunch of wild Mexican cattle. He was off with some men stealing horses over around Lordsburg. He was a thief by nature, I reckon. But Mom never suspicioned it. When it come to him, she couldn't see nothing wrong. What happened to him, Jim? Posse caught him and other men and strung him up. Maybe I better be a going, Captain. No. No, I wouldn't say so. Keep your seat, Jim. Go on. Thank you, Captain. They told Mom he died fighting patches. But I seen the rope mark around his neck when Mom and me buried him. That's the kind of man my pa was. A liar and a horse thief. You don't have to tell me this, Jim. I got to. My mom always taught me over everything else never to lie. No matter how much the truth hurt. You're not finished yet. No, sir, I'm not. Mom always told me... I got good blood in me from my pa's side of the family. But I had to do my best to live up to it. I got good blood in me. But not from Jim Hawes. Though it was more in me to be like him than her. Yep. It's been a sight easier to travel the road he took. But I couldn't. I couldn't because Mom thought he was a hero and died a hero's death. I wouldn't have Mom know for all the ranch land in Arizona what really happened to Pa. Just about killer, I reckon. Well, Jim, you'll always be welcome at our house. Even more now than you were before. I think your mother is one of the greatest gentlewomen who's ever lived. Greater than it's possible for a couple of mere males like us to appreciate. Well, well, thank you, Captain Kinnaman. And as for you, you rascal... I think you're the finest young man around the fort, and the most ambitious. Someday you may own a ranch as large as Colonel Waring's. Captain Kenneman, I've just decided to add the Colonel's spread to the J.H., just as soon as I've circled the mountain. If Elise is willing to change her name from Kenneman to Hawes, why, I got to make that H and J.H. amount to something. <laughs> Sound like you're mighty happy, son. <laughs> I reckon any man would be walking on there that was in my boots today. What would you say, Mom, if I was to tell you Elise and me was fixing to get married? Oh, son, I'm so glad. So <laughs> glad. <laughs> it don't surprise me none that Captain be proud to give his daughter to you. Not with the paw you had. Oh, I ought to warn you, Mom. Folks that never know Jim Hawes is liable to give you a little of the credit or blame for the son you reared. <laughs> Thank you.
You have heard Ray Nafziger's short story, Blood Will Tell, adapted for Author's Playhouse by W.C. Simpson and directed by Mr. Norman Felton. Belle Hawes was played by Miss Hazel Dotheide. Jim as a boy by Master Leonard Smith and as a young man by Mr. Ralph Camargo. Others in the cast of Author's Playhouse tonight included Miss Jane Webb, Mr. Sidney Alstrom, and Mr. Carl Cronkey. The music was arranged and played by Mr. Elwin Owen. Next week, same time, same station, Author's Playhouse will bring you Marcel Wallenstein's gripping short story, The Connemara Black Fly. Autolite and its 98,000 dealers bring you Mr. Richard Widmark in tonight's presentation of Suspense. Tonight, Autolite presents a true story with only names and places changed. A classic report on a famous bank robbery and murder in the Old West. The story is called The Spencer Brothers. Our star, Mr. Richard Widmark. Well, Harlow, ready? Yeah, shoot, Hap. What is the heart of a car's ignition system? Why, the spark plugs, of course. And if they're not functioning properly, you won't get the smooth economical performance you normally expect from your car. And how do I keep the spark plugs in top shape, Doctor? Why, you have them checked regularly by your nearby Autolite spark plug dealer. He's the expert on cleaning and adjustment, and he services all makes of cars. But suppose they're worn out or wrong for my style of driving, Professor. Why, then your Autolite spark plug dealer will replace them with a set of world-famous ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs, either standard or resistor type. And to locate my nearest Autolite spark plug dealer? Just call Western Union by number and ask for operator 25. She'll quickly tell you where to find your nearest dealer who sells Autolite spark plugs, both standard and resistor types. And remember... From bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite presents transcribed The Spencer Brothers, a true story with only names and places changed, starring Mr. Richard Widmark, hoping once again to keep you in suspense. <laughs> Jim, wait. What's the matter? It's a good thing I did look at the bank. See who just came out. That Simpson man from Cass County. Yeah. Our luck gets no better, does it? Turn your backs on it. Let me go the other way. He's not coming. He's not coming. He went into the livery next door. 
But did he see us? There's no way to know. We'll go in now. Not many of them. Need only one at the door. You, John. All right, Carl, draw. Listen, you people. If everyone will stand just as you are, there'll be no shooting. Hurry, Jim. Open the drawers. Yes, sir. All of them. Put the money in this satchel. Yes, sir. Hurry. Yes, sir. I, I, I am. I can't. Come on, give me the keys. Yes, sir, take them. Sit down. Don't move. Don't anybody move. Stand just as you are. Don't move, I said. Stay where you are. Yes, sir. And don't stand up. Yes, sir. All over. Don't move, anybody. And don't try to follow us. We'll kill anyone who does. You've taken too long. Put your gun away. I'll cover while we leave. No one move. We're too slow. Hurry. We've been here too long. We're all right. Put your gun away. We'll walk to the horses. Hey, isn't that the venture boys from Cass County? Simpson, keep going. Hold up. Hey, don't you remember me? Simpson from your county. Carl, no! Carl, with your gun, you've surely killed us all. Come on! Come on! Get From this moment on, we're dead men. Now, surely, there's no future for us except by miracle. No excuse for Carl's shooting except that he's the youngest and that he was frightened. And a useless killing. It accomplished nothing. I'm sorry, Jim. I, I couldn't help it. Nobody else knew us. When he called out our name, I had to stop him. It's all right, Carl. You stopped him. You stopped us, too. Well, yeah. They heard our name. I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. Once we were right, we were the wrong ones. But no more. No more the soldiers still with honor sharing the Confederate defeat. No more justifying our motives and actions. The crutch we used, our persecution by the few hundred of the victors, that's gone now. Nothing's left except that we're killers and must never stop running and perhaps never stop killing. We'll have to hide now. Then we'll think instead of riding blindly. We'll think tonight and plan something. A man can't think without thinking of a future. We'll think us a future. Lie us a future if we have to. This is good. Oh, there. Oh, oh. Oh. Oh, boy. Oh. 
Loosen the cinches, but don't take the saddles off. No fire, no smoke. This will be a dark camp and a quiet one. You haven't spoken for an hour, John. What is there to say, Jim? That we're brothers. All right, we're brothers. And the mistake of one is the mistake of all of us. Seems to be the way it is. I'm sorry, John. But wouldn't we have been hunted for the robbery? If Simpson hadn't been there, no, we wouldn't have. But he was there. All I could think was Simpson mustn't be there, and I killed him so he wouldn't be. What do you think we should do, John? Keep going, I suppose. Where? I don't know. Well, I've been thinking. All of us agree that killing Simpson was a mistake. But in the rest of our plan, we were right and justified. So we can still stand up among honest men. Where are we going to find honest men who let us stand with them? We'll leave Missouri and go west, far west, Colorado Territory, where the country's just opening up. How do we get across all of Kansas to get there? How do we leave here? What road do we take? Sure that there's no posse waiting to ambush us. Has the word spread so fast, Jim? Five hours? Yes, I think it has. Traveled faster than we have, no doubt. But I have a plan. By it, we'll find new lives in a new country. We'll talk of it after we rest. But what is my plan? A half-day ride and a river crossed will put Missouri behind. But Kansas, almost 500 miles to cross straight away, coursed by roads and trails, with many people. My plan is to run, and I know it. Blindly, because there's no other way. Once across Kansas... Yes, there is hope if we are once across Kansas. Hold it. Hold. Hold. Slow down. Hold. Hold. Men are here. Four of them, Jim. What do we do? We do what's necessary. No more, no less. Do we fight? I'll thank you to keep your youth and your fright under control. We fight only if we're provoked. I'll talk, if you don't mind. Afternoon, friends. Good afternoon to you. Where are you bound? We're bound for Salina. And I'd like to ask why you're interested. Where are you from? We're riding from Dodson. Missouri? That's right. Heard there was a big bank robbery and killing there. So we heard. You seen three men along the way? Could be the Spencer brothers? We've seen nothing. But we've heard of them. What do you heard? That they're not really killers or outlaws. They killed all right. And they robbed. What else do you hear? That they had reason to do what they did. That they came back from the war to find their family dead and their home burned. I didn't hear that. Their father was a wealthy man, you know, and he left them money that they couldn't get because all the records were burned. Most of the money, $25,000, I hear, was in the bank at Dodson. And that's what they went after. 
what was rightfully theirs. You know a lot about him. Where'd you get your horse? I bought him, and that's my business. You should have stole another. Brand on his flank marks you as a Spencer Brothers. Now, Look out, Tom! John! Carl? I'm all right, Jim. John? Two cartridges gone is all, and you? I'm all right. We better ride out of here. Come on, come on, boy. Get out! Get out! Get out! Get out! I know how the word will spread. Four-man posse was ambushed and murdered by the Spencer brothers. More men on the trail after us. And less than half of Kansas crossed. Better at Shiloh. Better at Bull Run. 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 Run after your future, Spencer brothers. It's fast getting away. Autolite is bringing you Mr. Richard Widmark in The Spencer Brothers. Tonight's presentation in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense. Okay, Harlow, recess is over. Then fire away, Hap. Just what is the Autolite Resistor spark plug? Why, it's the greatest advance in spark plugs for automotive use in the past 25 years. Yes, but why, Professor? Because it has something extra. The built-in 10,000-ohm exclusive Autolite Resistor, which makes possible such outstanding advantages as double spark plug life, smoother engine performance, and quick starts. And the Autolite Resistor spark plug is only one of a complete line of world-famous ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs for every use. And now, any advice before school lets out, Professor Wilcox? Yes, yes. Friends, have your spark plugs checked by your nearest dealer who sells Autolite spark plugs. And if replacements are needed, get ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs, either standard or resistor type. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Richard Widmark in Elliot Lewis's production of The Spencer Brothers, a true story well calculated to keep you in suspense. Grantville, St. Mary's along the river, and half of Kansas is crossed. At the price of brothers, but more important, at the price of horses. They can't go on. The next house or settlement, we have to stop. There's no choice. Carl? Yeah, Jim? We'll stop soon. We have to. John, how are you? Not complaining, Jim. We've covered more of Kansas than most riders would in the past two days. And nights. We'll stop soon. We need fresh horses, even more than we need rest. Where are we going to find people to sell us fresh horses? We'll find horses. <laughs> we have $25,000. It isn't safe to stop and spend a dollar of it. It will be. When we get across Kansas, our money will mean more than our names do. That'd be nice. Behind us! I heard something! I don't know what! Get up! 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 Get up!
$25,000, and it isn't safe to spend a dollar of it. When we get across Kansas, our money will mean more than our names do. But to get across Kansas, we have to have horses. Jim? Yeah? There's pals ahead. Pull in. We should try it, Jim. Yeah. It's an isolated place. Why is there a lamp burning so late? Maybe they're waiting for us. We can't ride these horses through the next day. We're north now. Maybe we aren't the criminals here. We are in the south. We might find friends. Friends? Hope there is a place where we find friends. You'd like to wait outside, Jim, and I'll go in. I'll go with you. Get it. Get it. Come on, Go in. Wait. Why don't you look through the window, Jim? See if you think it's all right. I'll be back. How does it seem? Peaceful enough. There's an old man there reading a newspaper. We'll go in. Not your rifle pointing at us like it is, my friend. Man with a head on would reach strangers at night with a rifle. What do you want? We've ridden a long way and our horses are tired. We wondered if we could buy fresh mounts from you. If you have the money, you might. We have the money. Well, then, come in. Thank you. You want horses. Where are you going so fast? We're crossing Kansas, going west. Where are you from? Missouri. What's the matter with Missouri? You ashamed of it? No, no, sir. What part of Missouri? From Dodson by any chance? Yes, we're from Dodson. Any trouble about that? The words come out here that the three Spencer brothers came from there, heading west. You wouldn't be them, would you? Needing horses. I'm tired of this. What if we were? John, stop. What if you were? With a $5,000 reward on them Spencer's heads? I'm a mind to hold you here till I find out who you are. Get back. I don't think we will. Carl. God. Jim. The lamp. The lamp. Where are you, Carl? I'm here. I'm here. Help me in. How bad, Carl? Where are you hit, Carl? In the, in the chest, I think. I don't think it's bad. Oh. I'm, I'm sure I can keep up with you. Get him outside. We've got to move him outside. Come on, Carl. Come on. Can you walk? I can walk and ride, too. Where's your gun, Carl? I, I dropped it. Uh, there. Found it. Come on, Carl. 
Down, John. Yeah. You won't leave me? No, we won't, Carl. I, I'll keep up with it. When I rest a little while. When I, when I rest. I'm sorry. All my fault. When I rest. Carl. He's gonna die, Jim. Look. The lamp's at the house ablaze. The flames from the house will draw everyone within miles. We gotta go, John. And leave him? The stable's over there. We'll have time to saddle some fresh horses if we hurry. I know how the word will spread. A house burned down and an old man murdered and cremated by the Spencer brothers. One of the Spencers killed, two left. Two Spencer brothers heading west on stolen horses. And who knows these horses? A hundred men? The markings on the Pinto John rides, the head of my roan? Who knows the road we take? How many after us? With six dead men left behind. And $5,000 on our heads. No one ever told us Kansas was so wide to cross. Pull up, John. Whoa, 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 whoa. The trees up ahead, they must mean a river. On this road, a ferry. Can we afford a ferry, Jim? No. The trees look less thick to the south. We'll head off that way and look for a crossing. Come on, let's go. Come on. Hey. It's the Smoky Hill River, John. It means we're getting close to the border. We're close to a lot of things, Jim. And you know that. The end or the beginning. The border is what I keep thinking of. They could know the road we take. They could know what we decided on and guard the crossing south and north. But we don't know. And we have to go. Have to cross the Smoky Hill. The borders beyond. Uh, Good cover on the other side, John. Willow thickets and elm. The bottom here looks better than we've passed. We'll try, then. Keep an eye out. Get up. Oh, Come on, go. Get up. Jim, sunlight on metal upstream. Come on, faster, then. Get up. Get up. Get up. Come on, Come on go. Go. Come on. Ah, Jim, I... Yeah. <laughs> 
a mistake. We went after what was rightfully ours. Come on, run, Spencer Brothers. After your future, it, it's fast getting away. Across the field there. Help me. Help me get there. No, I, I can't. I'll pay you. I'll pay. No. No, my money's gone. My horse. I saw a horse running that way toward the border. Help me. Help me find him. I, I can't. There he is. This, this way. We got him in the open. Help me, please. Girl, help me. Get away. Get away from me. No. Run. We showed him how Kansas takes care of the likes of him. Suspense. Presented by Autolite, the night star, Mr. Richard Widmark. This is Harlow Wilcox speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. That's why during the early months of 1953, as we did last year, the Autolite family will join in saluting the leading car manufacturers who install Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family is a worldwide family, and numbers among its members some 30,000 men and women in Autolite plants in the United States, Canada, and many foreign countries, and the 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite, as well as thousands of Autolite distributors and dealers, and the many leading manufacturers who use Autolite products as original equipment. Our Autolite family will salute the Packard Motor Car Company on the next Autolite Suspense television program, 
If you live in a television area, check the day and time of suspense so that you'll be sure to see this program. Next week, following a popular trend, Autolite anticipates the strange disappearance of experimental rocket ship Y-272B. The time, the year 2053. The place, the planet Mars. The star, Mr. Jack Benny. The story is called Plan X. That's next week on Suspense. Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis, with music composed by Lucian Morrowick and conducted by Lud Gluskin. The Spencer Brothers was adapted for Suspense by Gil Dowd. In tonight's story, Joseph Kearns was heard as John Spencer and Sam Edwards as Carl Spencer. Featured in the cast were William Conrad, John Daner, Sammy Hill, and Parley Bear. Richard Whitmark is soon to be seen in the 20th Century Fox Technicolor production... Destination Gobi. And remember, next week, Mr. Jack Benny in Plan X. This is National YMCA Week. All over America, the Young Men's Christian Association serves boys and girls, men and women of all races and creeds. Volunteer leaders are urgently needed. Why not pay a visit to the YMCA in your community? Perhaps you can be of service. This is the CBS Radio Network. That's the Relic Radio Show for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. You can find more from Authors Playhouse, Suspense, past episodes of the Relic Radio Show, thousands of other old-time radio episodes, and our shoutcast stream at relicradio.com. You can, of course, support us by clicking on one of the donate links on that website or visiting donate.relicradio.com. Your support has brought this show to everybody for 15 years. Thanks to those who have helped out. Thanks for joining me today. Be back next Tuesday with another hour of the Relic Radio Show.